Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we're going to focus on checking the finances of your farm. I'm joined by Michael Gosling, Head of the Sheep in Chagas, to discuss why farmers should consider examining the financial performance of the farm at this stage of the season. Michael outlines how you would go about completing a profit monitor, the kind of information that's required to achieve this. He explains the difference in the various incomes and costs and how they're classified, and the difference between variable and fixed costs. We discuss how to use this information as an opportunity to examine and improve the farm business. It also allows farmers to benchmark their performance against others and sets targets for the business. We finish up with Michael discussing how we can use this information to maybe steer us towards possible investments that could be made to improve the overall farm business. We start off, however, with Michael outlining again why it's important that we do a financial check on the farm each season. To benchmark the performance of, of our farm, um, we really need to have a, a look at, at how we're doing. And part of that is, I suppose, looking at the financing finances, um, look at what's working, what's not working. The important thing really, in if we're going to do something like this, I mean, we have a program there which is called the Profit Monitor Program. Um, it's a financial tool, but it also measures some physical performance indicators. And the important thing about this, but if you're going to do it, is to do it early or relatively early before you have the year's budget spent. Um, so that last year's expenditure can kind of give you a guide, a steer as to where you can make savings, um, make improvements in, in the current year and obviously the coming year as well than the following year. Yeah. Look, many will have a good grasp of the finance, particularly with the costs are in the system and the income that's coming in from it. But to hammer down to that finer detail, you really have to do the more formal structure. Michael, like you mentioned the profit monitor idea. How does this work? How do you go about doing one? Okay, so uh, Kieran, I suppose what we, what we do there is um, we have little input sheets. These are kind of uh, four-page documents where you basically, um, it asks you the various different categories under which you need to record uh, the information. So you can get those on the Chagas website or from your, your local Chagas advisor. And you basically take take that sheet, um, uh, print it off, and then basically um, gather up the information. So the bits that we'd be looking for really are, are your financial figures. Um, so all your costs, your expenditures, your income. Also look for things like the amount of, of, of animals you sold, the kgs of, of live weight or dead weight um, that you sold. If, if you sell cattle or sheep to the factory, then we usually convert them back into a live weight basis. Um, and, and also things like the amount of land that you have. So because it works out your, your, your profit and your costs on a per hectare basis. So really what we do is we kind of adjust, adjust the acreage to see how many adjusted acre or hectares you'd have. And then um, we put that into the profit monitor. So, so there, look, at there is a little bit of work in it. It's not something that's, that's it's not a five minute job, really. Um, uh, you have to gather up all your, your bits and pieces, your factory dockets, your sales dockets, um, and then get your farm checkbook um, and, and your couple of bank statements if you're paying stuff online and, and just basically allocate the costs out, put them into the system, um, fill out this little input sheet and send it on to your advisor or you can put it in online if you're registered as a client on, to, on the Chagas client site and then basically um, it spits out a profit monitor uh, oh. at the end of it. When we get the baseline information, we have the farm details, we have our expenditure on our meal dockets, whatever it is, our sale dockets. What happens next with that process, Michael? Just take me through the profit monitor itself. Like, how do we 
make sense of that information. Yeah, so what the Profit Monitor does, Kieran, is it divides it into roughly uh, three sections. So the first section we have um, is, is our output section. So that's basically, you know, all the money that came in, we'll say, and it also takes into account um, your, your sales and uh, your purchases are, are, are obviously traded off against that. And if there's inventory change, so if there's a change in the number of livestock from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, it has to take account of that as well. So that's your, that gives you a gross output figure, which is roughly the, it, it's the actual overall figure of net money uh, that came into the system, so, taking account of, of purchases and inventory change. So that's your first figure that you get. That's the lambs going out, that's the ewes being sold, that's our wool sales. That's all going into that yep. first figure. And any inventory change, yep. then if we increase the decrease. Minus, minus any purchases or, or if there's big changes in the number of stock um, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, it has to take account of that as well. Because keep keep that on an even keel. Okay, so that, yeah. that's, that's our output section. Our costs, then, yep. like, they're broken, looking for financial times, they're generally broken into two big areas, aren't they? Yeah, so then we have our costs. We have, have two uh, headings there. We have our variable costs. And your variable costs are called variable costs because they're variable. They're costs that basically change with the number of, of animals you have. And generally what we say is, you know, your variable costs increase as your, 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 your stock numbers um, increase. Um, so these are things like feed, fertilizer, um, veterinary costs, AI in the case of cattle, um, things like straw, uh, transport, if we're transporting animals to the factory. Um, so th those are all um, your contractor as well. So if you're if you're making silage or spreading slurry with a contractor, they're all in on your variable costs. And, and the reason why they're obviously called variable is because the more sheep or cattle you have, the more fertilizer or feed you buy, um, you know, the more silage you have to make, so the bigger those costs become. So what we do then really is we take the total variable costs from our gross output, and, and that gives us what we call our gross margin. So our gross margin, it's not our, our profit per se, because it's, it, we still have to take away our second group of costs, which are called our fixed costs. Um, but is, so the, is, the fixed, cost, is the cost of running that enterprise basically of taking away from the output? It's, it's a useful figure to benchmark your performance. We often talk about having a gross margin of, a thousand or twelve hundred euros per hectare on, on dry stock farms. Um, you know, it's it's kind of where your level of technical efficiency is easily measured, and where it's very easy to benchmark yourself against your peers, against other farmers with similar enterprises. Once we go into the fixed cost, it becomes a little bit more complicated um, when we want to start comparing farm with farm, because it 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 really depends on where they are in the investment cycle on their farm. Um, you know, and how much land they own versus how much land they rent and things like that. Your fixed costs are costs that are really, you know, they're fixed. Um, and that's the reason why we call them fixed costs. They're costs that don't really change an awful lot um, with your, your level of, of, of activity. So they would be things like, for example, um, your car costs, your, your ESP costs, your phone 
um, your accountant, your professional fees, your Chagask fees, uh, things like that, they generally don't change an awful lot um, by the size of your, whether you keep an extra 10 or 15 euros, it's not going to increase your accountant or fees or, or your car costs or things like that. Um, also includes things like depreciation, machinery running costs, um, you know, bank interest and, and various things like that. So our fixed costs um, very often on farms are a function of what stage you're at in the investment cycle. Okay, so if a farmer has kind of spent a lot of money on 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 sheds or maybe is renting an awful lot of land, um, then obviously they will have very high fixed costs. If on the flip side of that coin, there was another farmer who had built a lot of sheds, but had built them maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Well, those sheds would have at this stage depreciated. There would be very little costs associated with those sheds in terms of depreciation. They wouldn't be showing up. And then you could, and maybe owns all his land as opposed to be renting land. Um, in that situation, that for particular farmer could have very low fixed costs just because of the stage that he, he or she is in uh, or, or in, in terms of their uh, investment cycle on the farm. So we, we generally look at uh, our kind of level of efficiency at a gross margin level is, which is before when we come to the fixed costs. So then Kieran, when we take the fixed costs from our gross margin, um, that gives us our net margin. And that's basically the amount of money we have um, for ourselves um, out of the enterprise. It's, it's the profit, we'll say that the sheep or the cattle are leaving um, before obviously we pay things like tax, um, and, and also, I suppose, then uh, added on to that figure, that final figure, then comes our, our, our checks in the post, our various different premiums. So your, your basic farm payment, your gloss payments, your ANC, if you have those, any of these kind of beams and beeps and various different schemes that are out there, um, your sheep welfare, they're all added on then at the end. And that gives you your total, um, you know, farm, family farm uh, margin then at the end. Michael, there's probably two other aspects to that. One on mixed farms, you know, dividing them cows out between cattle and sheep, the profit monitor system can handle that. And just how that figures are expressed, like it's either on a per hectare basis or in sheep systems on a per yo basis, which sometimes can be a bit more relative to the particular client. Yeah. So look at, I suppose, when you, when you put all the information in, I suppose the first thing to say is the information you get out is only going to be as good as the information you put in. So the more effort that is kind of put into really accurately dividing out those costs, then the, the better the, the, the feedback you're going to get from the, from this uh, exercise. And the, the computer program that runs this and, and, and generates the outputs here, the, these little reports, that computer program will basically divide out the cost for you if you don't do it yourself. So you could put in your, you know, on a cattle and sheep farm, you could put in your total feed bill and it will divide it out then um, on an output basis. Now, I suppose the thing is, if we want to do that right, we should really see, for example, if we went out to, to a particular farm and there was, say, 15,000 euros spent on, on concentrate feed, um, and there was an equal split of cattle and sheep, but maybe, maybe 60% or 70% of that feed was actually fed to the sheep. Um, and, and, and only the remaining 30 or 40% was, was fed to the, for, to the cattle. So if we know that, then we can, we can allocate it. So we can say, okay, no, look at, of that 15,000, actually, you know, 6,500 was for the cattle and, and, and the remaining um, eight and a half thousand um, was for, for the sheep. 
And by doing that, I suppose, when we divide OT, the, the ones to watch really there, I suppose, are things like contractor, um, because generally sheep won't eat a lot of silage, so you wouldn't be making a lot of silage for them. They also wouldn't be generating lots of slurry because they're not in that long, um, so there wouldn't be an awful lot of slurry, slurry spreading. Um, the other one is, is is veterinary. So generally what we see is that the, the sheep generally have a, a higher veterinary cost requirement than, than the cattle systems. So generally on the veterinary side, you, you'd usually be allocating a little bit more of the veterinary costs for, to the sheep. Um, and then on the feed. So the feed one depends on the system. Um, you know, you could have a farmer say maybe finishing bulls under 16 months. It's putting in an awful lot of meal and very little meal going into the sheep. You know, so basically just checking what what part of that meal bill was your nuts and lamb creep and what part of it was 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 cattle ration. Um, so so basically those are 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 um, the the various different um, ways of dividing it up. You can do it uh, yourself on paper and that makes it really really accurate. Um, or you can let the computer program do it, in which case, look, at it, it, it's not as, as good, but, but also, also an option for somebody who can't break down. There will be certain costs maybe that you won't be able to break down um, and, and then you won't be able to do that. Like. So, look, we have the figures. It's gone into the system. It's broken out our costs. I suppose a very simple question, Michael, how do we make use of that information? Like, it, it probably gives us an idea of what the costs are, but it also shows what opportunities are to improve our system. Yeah, so look at, I suppose, the output um, from this is, is basically that you have information relative to your system um, of farming, and it's it's real and live information, I suppose. Okay, it is historical because it's something that happened last year, but it allows you to say, okay, look, at, I'm spending a little bit, um, you know, much here, or maybe I'm, I, you know, should maybe look at investing a little bit here and making life a little bit easier for myself. Um, also, I suppose it also gives you some physical um, uh, information. So you, you know what your stocking rate is, what your 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 litter size is on the sheep side, what's your lambs rear prio to the ram, and then you can benchmark yourself against other farms. So you can use the National Farm Survey, or if you're in a discussion group and people are sharing that information, you can talk about it and say, okay, you know I'm at say 1.4 lambs prio and my neighbor is at 1.6. What's he doing? Or she doing that, that that I'm not doing? How do I get up there? How do I get that extra 20 or 25 euros a year there of a margin um, that that person is, is making over and above what I'm making? So it, it basically allows you to kind of um, look at your performance. And then we have some kind of key performance targets that we give, you know, um, with it. So when you're getting the report back, um, your advisor will talk to you about the performance of, of the particular enterprise, and then we'll give you kind of some benchmarking targets as to maybe where we should be trying to go. Um, and that really helps you kind of plot the future direction of your, your enterprise. So what, what are the key areas that you need to address? Um, and also maybe where are areas that we, we, we could be investing in on the farm? You know, should we be kind of expanding or reducing um, an enterprise or should we be kind of maybe going up a little bit in your numbers or should we be maybe going up in, 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 in cattle numbers and reducing your numbers or whatever, you know, the decision will be made based on, on the figures. And also, I suppose, looking at things like what we see very often is maybe if there is an awful lot of meal going in there um, and, and um, you know, should we be maybe looking at putting a little bit of money into infrastructure, into paddocks and things like that, making better use of grass, trying to cut that back a bit 
maybe, you know, look at, say, if we have a lot of, of meal going into yews after lambing, um, are we lambing too early? Um, should we be maybe push back lambing by a week or two, try and get yews out when there's loads of grass there and that we don't have to go in with the meal? So it's useful to give us a steer as to how we're performing, compare us against other um, people with similar type enterprises, but also maybe give us a steer on, on where we can improve and then basically by doing that early and doing it, you know, I suppose it's not early now, we're in May, Kieran, but it's it's earlier than doing it in a couple of months' time. Um, still a lot of spending to happen this year. Um, it gives you the benefit of, of basically saying, okay, I'd save that little bit of money there now this year. Um, you know, and maybe I'll invest some money in this and this and this and make a, a bit more savings and get myself ready for next year. And, and that's what it's about. I suppose it's about um, benchmarking yourself and... Uh, get into the situation where you know what your costs are, um, you know the ones that you can make savings um, and you know areas that you need to target. It's an extremely useful review of the business. It's essentially what you're doing and it's putting in context in black and white in front of you of where the opportunities are and where your costs are and what we can improve on it. Absolutely, Kieran. And, you know, like with that information, you can make an informed decision and without it, you're you're really just guessing. And and uh, you know, and the beauty about this is that you can benchmark yourself against national farm survey figures, or you know, if you have other people, friends, uh, or people in groups doing it, you can share that information and 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 uh, learn from each other. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Mike, I think it's something we'd encourage everybody to do. Good having you on today. Thanks again for going through that in detail, Ross. Well, thank you, Kieran. Okay, we're going to wrap things up at this point. Again, look at finances are a key part of the business, so they are. It's probably one of the aspects that we don't look at in enough detail or spend enough time looking at. Complete and profit monitoring is one way to achieve this. I think Michael outlined the benefits and the way we go about it. I will include the link to a section on Chagas website to get you started. If anyone hasn't looked into it before, I think it's useful. And that'll be in the description on the podcast. Uh, that's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagas Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and you can listen in to any of our episodes.